the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Rob Black Podcast. Check out Rob every weekday morning from 10 to noon on 910 AM and Talk910.com. Live from the Bay Area. Your money, your life. This is Rob Black. Welcome in to the Rob Black Show on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. This is a financial show. This is a show about your money. This is a show about your retirement. This show is about getting you there and cutting down some of the mistakes. I will not promise to make you a millionaire overnight. I will not do that. I will not promise you to have glorious riches beyond your wildest imaginations. Uh, what I will do is if you start early enough and you contribute 10 to 15% and you play the game correctly, you'll retire with a good lifestyle, a lifestyle that you deem important and, and about right for you. Now, keep in mind that differs for all of us. My goal in life is not to work till the day I die. My goal in life is to have a good quality retirement and take my foot off the accelerator. When I was in my 20s, I worked in New York, started my own firm, uh, 40 hours, 60 hours, 80 hours. When I should have been marrying my, my sweetheart, my college sweetheart, I didn't. We both started businesses. Uh, we, we barely saw each other. We, we struggled to make ends meet. Uh, the relationship ultimately failed because of that. I lost all of my 20s. So I, I share with you a lot of that knowledge from that time in my life. And so hopefully you don't make the same mistakes I made. And hopefully you can, you know, start saving a little bit more money, getting a little further ahead. And again, I don't care if you're someone who's making 40000 a year or 140000 or 400000 a year. Uh, I think we're all in the same boat. I think we all deserve a fairly decent retirement. That's all I'm looking for. That's all I'm looking for. Now, one of the things that I can tell you is critically important is that you start using crisis as a great time to invest. Back in 1998, there was something called the Asian flu. And basically, you had some currencies getting massively devalued. And it spread all amongst Asia. And this was during the go-go 1990s in the United States, where we had dot-com money just sprouting up everywhere and Wall Street making money hand over fist. Our stock markets were the best I'd ever seen. And in 1998, we had what was called the Asian flu. And you know what it did? It created a huge buying opportunity. 2008, the United States credit... Um, system, the banking system, basically got kind of a flu. What once was bad for Bear Stearns became Lehman's problem, which became all of Wall Street's big financial banks and created a hell of a buying opportunity. That flu, that credit crisis, created a buying opportunity. On 9-11, terrorists struck against the United States. Stock markets crapped. They went lower, a lot lower. They panicked. You know what it did? Created a buying opportunity. Now there's something going on in Europe where they have a crisis which is spreading across Europe. Europe's hopes of containing Greece's credit crisis dimmed 
as the country debt woes spread to Portugal, sparking a sell-off in markets around the globe yesterday. The euro tumbled to its lowest point in a year against the dollar after Standard & Poor's rating services cut Portugal's credit. And basically, uh, credit. this is going to be the biggest test of the European Union. Portugal's going down, it looks like. Greece is going down, it looks like. Some countries in the European Union, like Germany, they're going, we don't want to bail them out. We didn't do anything wrong. Why are we bailing them out? So it's kind of like a Swedish-German combination there. Um, so the European Union, will the euro even survive? I know that seems like a, a goofy question because for many of you, you've known the euro your whole life. You don't remember that you know France had their own currency and Greece had their own currency and Turkey had their own currency. And whenever you traveled to Europe, you would always be exchanging currency for other currencies and it just made things incredibly annoying. So this is a problem. And again, I'm going to say it's going to be a buying opportunity for those of you who've got 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years to re- uh, until retirement. It's going to be a great buying opportunity. Now, here's the problem. I don't think the stock market will ever be as strong. No, I don't want to say the stock market. I would say that these crises, 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 um, they ultimately leave things damaged. You know, you ultimately, let's say you, you're you a 50-year-old man and you have a heart attack. You ain't ever going to run your 40-yard 40, 40 sprint like you used to. It ain't going to happen. So the financials in the United States, I think they're okay. I don't think they're as great and as powerful as they were in the 1990s. I think there's been some damage done. I think there's some hangover there. I think there's some hangover after 9-11. I think there's some hangover after the, the Asian flu. And I think there'll be some hangover in Europe where you're just not quite the same. Maybe your returns become a little bit lower. Maybe you're a little bit more regulated. Maybe you have to start you know, spreading your risk out and diversifying elsewhere. So I don't look at this crisis in Europe as, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh, golly. It's time to sell my stocks. I look at it as, hey, good opportunity to pick up some Europeans, some pigs, maybe some Portugal, some Italy, some Germany. Uh, you know, what am I looking for? I don't know. So Portugal, Italy, Germany, Spain. America's got these great, horrific ways of lumping countries together like BRIC is Brazil, Russia, India, and China, which have got all the emerging economies. Uh, what does an emerging economy mean? It means there's a lot of poor people there that are becoming middle class people. Middle class people are the best ways, the best ways to invest in the stock market in my humble opinion. You get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Are you afraid? Are you afraid? Are you afraid of what's going on in Greece and in Portugal right now? Are you opposite of me? When a crisis comes up, are you panicky? Or when a crisis comes up, do you step up to the plate? 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Let's say you're a mute. You want to send me an email on the commentary? Feel free. Rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. 800-345-5639. Get your calls in there. It's Rob Black Show, 910 AM. More stimulating talk. Money buy happiness. Well, do big houses, nice cars, and hot women make you happy? Then, yes, money definitely buys happiness. The Rob Black Show on 910 AM. More stimulating talk.
800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Let's go to Carl in San Jose. Carl? Carl? Yes. What's your, where are you? What? What's your thoughts? Oh, am I on? Yeah. Oh, my thoughts. Well, I was calling to find out what your opinion would be on uh, purchasing a rental property in the Central Valley. Um, I'm past 59 and a half. I'm retired. And so I wouldn't have any penalty for uh, hitting my uh, my IRA, thinking it's going to be taxed higher the longer I wait anyway. And I thought maybe uh, buying some uh, rental property in the Stockton area and so on, that perhaps uh, even paying the taxes on the money now, I could get a pretty good return on my investment. wonder what you thought. What makes you think Stockton real estate will ever go up? Uh, as long as it doesn't go down, I mean, if I can get a steady, I'm looking for more of an income stream, and uh, I figured if I even buy some properties that are going for uh, about a hundred uh, thousand, probably in my uh, income, I'd, I'd have to take out like a hundred and fifty thousand after paying the taxes. I'd have enough to buy it outright, and then perhaps I can get. Uh, so you're going to spend a hundred fifty. You're going to spend a hundred fifty thousand dollars to buy a hundred thousand dollar property. Yeah, well, of course, I'm, I'm going to have to pay the taxes on the, on the on the money in my IRA. Yeah, and have you looked at the rental market in Stockton? Not not directly. I haven't really gone in there. I've just been looking at the uh, at what what rents are going for in that area and yeah. what the appraised values are. And I'm just wondering if uh, it's been hit so hard that the likelihood of it declining further is uh, in an investor's favor. Yeah, I. I don't understand, Carl. I mean, you confuse me that you want to take a 50% penalty. You want to pay 150000 for something that's 100000 Well, what am I going to pay? I mean, do, are you listening to yourself? <laughs> what I'm wondering is, am I, the longer I wait to, to, to hit my IRA and pay the taxes on the money that is due, is it going to be higher in 10 years anyway? And- I, I don't think Stockton ever recovers in real estate. Have you ever been to Stockton? I've driven by it. It's, it's a crap hole. Well, do you have any ideas of the Central Valley, or, or you're really adverse to any of that? Carl, why, do, why are you in love with the Central Valley? What's in the Central Valley? Well, only because I feel that they've been knocked so hard that the decline in why didn't you buy? Yeah, why didn't you buy in the peninsula? Pardon me? Why didn't you spend some big money and get in the peninsula? San Carlos is up and coming, Los Gatos, Los Altos. I don't have enough money. There you go. There you go. You finally said it. You don't have enough money to buy what you want to buy. So you're going to look for the cheap in the Central California. I would honestly rather have uh, 10 men um, hit me with baseball bats than buy a home in Stockton. Do you know what the best job in Stockton is? I have no idea. It's cutting off the head of a chicken and letting it bleed out. Stockton is the armpit of California. It's horrific. Now, if you want to buy there, the people who are going to be renting are people who cut the heads off chickens. It's not the best tenants in the world. So at one point last year, they had five years of inventory of how many homes and and rental units and condos and and townhouses it would take from today for them to sell it. Central California, I don't think it ever comes back. And your idea of taking 150 to buy something worth 100, Carl, honestly, I thought you had brain damage when you said that. Um, There's something really, I mean, and then you finally said it. I can't afford to buy what I want. Now, would I take $100,000 and buy a rental property in in somewhere like Raleigh, North Carolina or Denver or Seattle, um, where they are mid-sized markets, yes, uh, but they have real jobs there. 
Um, when you're buying in Stockton, you're basically just saying you can't afford coastal California. And I think ultimately Darwinian uh, wood chippers in your future if you do that. And your idea of wanting to become a landlord, I'm, an, I'm a landlord. I'll tell you what, it stinks being a landlord. I think it's highly overrated. Um, you get one tenant problem, one tenant problem, and suddenly two, three years of, of good tenants are, are gone down the down the toilet, down the drain. So um, I think you're going to want to hire management. I think with your 150K that you're talking about, let's just boil it down to 100K for a second. And let's say you get you know renters in there that are willing to pay 500 a month. So that comes out to six thousand a year. That would be a six percent return on your hundred k. Um, I don't think that's that's realistic. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, so I would be very very cautious. Now again, should you do it, Carl? Go ahead. I'm not going to stop you. I think the odds of you succeeding and taking a hundred and fifty thousand dollars to buy something worth a hundred, it's just silly. And it tells me that you're um, basically you didn't save enough for retirement, and now you're saying let's play the silly game. Let's 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 not do what's reasonable and rational and let's get silly. And I don't you know, you don't sound like a spring chicken. You're not you didn't sound like you're a step into the grave. Eight hundred three, four, five, five, six, three, nine. Ah, there goes the wood chipper. So throw, throw them in it. We, we got to get a more powerful sounding wood chipper. It's kind of like a five horsepower chipper. We need a good 15 horsepower. Uh, minimum eight hundred three four five five six three nine to get your calls in the air. It's eight hundred three four five five six three nine to get your calls in the air. I'm always intrigued by technology, and in a little bit I'm going to be talking to um, Kim Commando about Facebook and privacy issues. Uh, but even more important, and I, I think Facebook's one of the the most overhyped companies in the world right now. I do think it's an intriguing company to watch. But what, there's other intriguing companies to watch. For instance, Craigslist. I saw a statistic out there today that Craigslist doesn't have the most revenue of any online company, but they're the most profitable per employee. And that's something that you look at and you go, I want to invest in that. If you could, you would. Keep in mind, Craigslist came out probably mid-1990s, came out of nowhere, right? Um, Suddenly, you could sell your car online. Suddenly, you can sell your tickets online. Suddenly, you could sell your monitor online. I had a big old bulky 21-inch monitor that I, I basically gave away. Got on Craigslist, posted it. You know, it's kind of like recycling. You know, some family out there wants this old uh, LED 21-inch monitor. To me, it was broke my back just carrying it. So I got on Craigslist, posted it, and boom, it was gone. Now, again, no revenues there. But Craigslist has the highest revenue per employee of any blue-chip company in the tech industry. But get this. Where do you think most of their ads come from? Prostitution ads. Prostitution ads which are illegal in the United States and in many countries. Craigslist got into a lot of trouble recently when violence linked to the site, but, you know, they're still, you know, they're still doing it. Craigslist's sex-related revenue appears to be about $36 million or close to a third of its estimated $100 million in revenue. A lot of these are legitimate, but a lot are related to prostitution, some to underage prostitution. So obviously Craigslist is being investigated yet again on the revenue issues. So I throw that out there because one of my exes actually became a Craigslist prostitute. I know you're saying, isn't that the most embarrassing thing you could ever say about yourself? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, but then again, I'm that kind of honest with you. I'm that kind of honest with you. And uh, another one of my exes became a stripper. So I, I apparently date hot chicks. So I don't know. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. 
It's 800-345-5639. The conversation when you found out one of your exes became a stripper, it, it sounded like this. It was like, so what are you doing for work these days? Oh, I work, uh, I'm a waitress. You're like, waitress, really? Can I stop by? Uh, I'll order something from your tables. I'll tip you big kind of thing. And she goes, uh, no. So and then she ultimately tells you what she's doing. So she was actually offered $500. Talking about indecent proposals, $500 to let some guy watch her hook up with me. And, you know, I considered it because $500 is $500. But ultimately, I was like, too creepy, too creepy, too creepy, too creepy, too creepy. To get your calls in there, it's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. We've got Kim Commando right around the corner. We're going to talk about Magnum condoms today. Yes, there's a business angle there. Apple, they're doing a, a small purchase today. Rubini, Dr. Doom, he's predicting the European Union splits up. We got all sorts of content today. Don't be shy with either the phone calls or the emails. 800 345 5639. It's Rob Black Show, 9 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. you want to be able to afford your midlife crisis it's the rob black show on 9 10 a.m more stimulating talk call now 1-800-345-5639 it's the rob black show i'm rob black talking all things financial Oops. i'm kind of stepping on kim's song joining me now kim commander digital goddess host of her own nationwide powerhouse radio show Heard Sundays on the station from 1 to 3. Miss Commando, how are you? I'm great, Mr. Black. How are you? I'm, uh, I'm okay. I'm okay. Now, what is this I hear that you had an ex-girlfriend on Craigslist? Yeah, who um, ultimately became a Craigslist prostitute. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So, hmm. yeah, it was actually an ex overall. She was the Playboy model. So. Oh, I see. So, yeah. then, so she left you for a new career. Yeah, she actually left me for a 60-year-old French dude. Actually, no, no, she didn't leave me for him. <laughs> I caught her because I put email spying software on her computer. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she, she was setting up a total creative fictional affair, and, you know, uh, she was sending emails to this creepy dude. She worked, he works for Louis Vuitton, Moe, Hennessy, and she worked for a makeup company that, oh. you know, had to tie in there, and he came to visit, and, of course, he wants to capture the trophy Playboy model, and it just kind of ruined things for me and it was okay I'm, I'm glad i was out she was her brother was in the mental institute her mother had psychotropic drug problems so it was it was good to get it out and done with her <laughs> we all have i think one of those relationships at least one <laughs> i think my story is going to be better than yours though yeah it is i can guarantee you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i can't beat that i mean i can't believe you know i can't beat the you know we hate the french the french you know and yeah. uh and psycho families and girlfriends and craigslist and prostitutes i just mine's pretty boring yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll have to tell me one day because I have no shame. I can. Um, I know that. I've learned that about you. It, it's it's kind of empowering when you have no shame. Well, because you could just be who you are. Be who you are and, and love them or leave them. So anyway, Kim, yeah. enough about me. Let's talk about you and your your world. Saw the article yesterday that your producer sent over as a, you know, let's talk about this. And I saw it in the news. Um, ultimately, Congress is starting to have rumblings about privacy issues, not not at Google this time, but at Facebook. Yeah, see, here, everybody's on Facebook. Right. 
I mean, it's hard to find somebody who's not on Facebook. My nephew's not on Facebook. I'm really surprised because he's 25. He's like, you know, I don't want any part of that. Um, but anyway, it is that everybody's on Facebook, and then you've got they're always trying to compete against Google, since you mentioned Google. And Facebook wants to take over the Internet. And so they've made some recent changes, and what that means is let's say that um, you're signed up at Yelp, and I go, I'm going to visit San Francisco. And so I go to Yelp.com, and I type in Great Fish Restaurant. And then I go over to Aqua's listing, and then there's your pretty mug, and you're like, hi, Kim, I really like this restaurant. Yabby's, Yabby's Fish Market, fantastic. Okay, so that's where I would want to go. And so, But then some people are kind of creeped out by that, saying, like, you know, how did my friend pop up on this webpage? Well, see, Facebook is doing these partnerships with all these various websites, so that this way you can like and forward and put status updates from right within the browser. You don't have to go, you don't have to, go to Facebook anymore. That's one side of it. The other side that gets really kind of frightening is that we have government officials that want to get involved because they say that Facebook is now changing their policies. And so if you play Farmville, Islandville, I don't know. Fishville is the next one coming out. Fish, you know, there's Fishville. Uh, and, and, you know, and you've, you're into all these apps and games on Facebook. Is that it used to be that the policy, from what I've read with the policies, is that the developer, the third-party developer, would have to flesh out all that content every 24 hours. So then essentially they'd have a new database every 24 hours. And when you sign up to look and to play an app, that third-party developer, and that's key, that's not Facebook, a third-party developer of one of these games has access to everything on your profile. And so they know your birth date, your private email address, your political affiliations, your likes, your dislikes, and everything along the lines. And so now the third-party developers get to keep that data and use that data for as long as they want because Facebook's saying, you know, there's nothing we can do about that. We cannot control the third-party developers. And that's what has these uh, government officials, these senators, up in arms. Is it something that – is this story going to blow over? Like, I like having a value add here, Kim. I like saving people time. Is this going to blow over, or is it something we need to be worried about? Well, I certainly hope so, um, because if we look at the historical presence of the government on the Internet, they haven't really done a heck of a job, meaning that – I don't know about you, but um, that can Spam Act is working pretty good for me. <laughs> so it's like, great idea. Uh, and then we have all the websites that say you have to be 18 to enter, so what you do is you click the box that says you are. And so we have some senators that are trying to come on the latest bandwagon, and that's Facebook, when in reality, if you don't want this stuff on Facebook, then you don't put it on Facebook. With that said, this does blow over, and our privacy issues are still going to always be at risk. It's, it just seems like it's going to happen that way. Well, what way? That, like, for instance, the, the most popular article at New York Times is how to secure your identity at Facebook. Right. Um, but yet, most of us just are. Microsoft came out with something recently and said, "Don't even bother changing your passwords because it doesn't even it doesn't make a difference." Like, just you know, continue being who you are. Yeah. Do you think our yeah. lives are changing from the? Uh, do you think anyone heeds these privacy issues? Well, you know, I certainly hope they do. Especially if you're looking for a job and, or if you don't want certain information about yourself. And see, in Facebook, they do have ways where, like, you could put a status update and only certain people would be able to see that update. There are ways built in. A lot of people just don't use them. And a lot of folks just keep everything out in the open. But what you can do is you go to your account settings. And really easily way is just look for anything that says everyone. 
and then you want to change that from everyone to only friends. And then you want to start figuring out other ways, like maybe spring cleaning your apps. And so that if you have some concerns of somebody having your data, is that you start removing the apps that you may have tried, and then later on you figured out that that wasn't a great use of your time. But you have to just start from the premise that on the Internet you probably have no privacy, but if you want to lock down whatever privacy that remains, that you can go ahead and do that. Yeah. Okay. I'm with you on that. By the way, you we're talking about Farmville and Fishville. Yes. Companies called Zynga who does it and they're they're looking making a gazillion dollars. Making a gazillion dollars and they're hiring. Last year at this time they had a hundred employees, now they have nine hundred employees. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. And um they basically force their employees to work weekends because engineers you can they don't necessarily qualify for overtime, so they're they're making all their employees work all the time. Well, you know, Google does that too. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you look at the Google subculture, I was talking to a friend of mine who actually works at Google, and they do peer reviews. So you don't have a managerial review, you have a peer review. And he said it's really difficult because if you're not there on Saturdays and Sundays and your friends are there, your peers are there, your peer review is just going to it's just going to suck. And so you have to be there 7 days a week. I'm starting to hate people again, Kim. Are you? Yeah, peer review sounds like it just sucks. Yeah, and then and then in addition to that, you may not always get the bonuses. And then, like he's sleeping, uh, you know, sharing like a two bedroom condo, and he bikes to work because if you bring a car, your friends don't like you. You know, it's and now there's the, he said, but now what's happening is that what his what his opinion is that the, some of these. I say kids that started working for them in their 20s have now gotten married and now they're in their 30s. And they're realizing that, you know, working Saturday and Sunday with some kids is really hard. And so they're trying to back off on the hours, but they're getting a lot of pushback. Okay. Anything else working on your show this weekend that you want to promote? Uh, you know, we are we do have the $15,000 gadget giveaway coming on. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. $15,000 in gadgets? Well, it's every week there's a new gadget. Every week there's a new prize. Okay, you gave away that 3D TV, and I, I entered to win, and I didn't win. You didn't? No. Well, we gave away also a $1,900 Sony Vio laptop, and I don't think you got that either. That's a pretty sweet laptop. Yeah. I don't give away, like, hats and hot dog coupons. I don't know if you noticed that. So, Do you remember the 1990s? The $2,000 price point on the computers was huge. So $1,900, and now it's a $500 price point. Now $1,900, that must be a loaded computer. Well, I'm always of the philosophy that you can buy a $500 computer, but the one that you really want is $2,000. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, you can settle for a uh, $350 netbook, but what you really want is something a lot more than it can do. I've got a nice netbook in my in my living room just so I can check email, but mm-hmm. I don't do anything fancy with it. And that works for you. It works for me. It's not a bad deal, as long as, you know, you don't mind the small screen. And uh, and But what's really kind of cool is, like, with this iPad, I put a video up on my Facebook account. I still talked about it on my show this past weekend. There was a 99-year-old gal who wasn't able to read books anymore because she just can't see, and she wasn't able to write poetry. Right. And her family gave her an iPad, and now she's reading, and she's writing poetry, and she's almost 100 years old. I mean, what a great use of technology. Mm, I don't really want to read 100-year-old person's poetry, though. Okay, it's not that erotic. So, but <laughs> it could be, but for someone, I'm sure that Let me works. tell you what we did today. Um, but anyway, we've got a whole bunch of great things coming up. But you can enter the contest at contest.commando.com. Contest.commando.com. And that's commando with a K. You betcha. And a little tip for you. Yes. 31-cent scoop ice cream today at Baskin-Robbins. Really? Yeah. I'll have to take my son there. So ice cream's good. Thanks for joining us, Kim. You betcha, honey. Bye. It's Miss Commando. She has got a show on this very station. 
It's a network radio show, but this station carries it Sundays 1 to 3. It's Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m., 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. Coming up, I'm going to talk Apple. They've got a new investment. Will it work for them and or not? And why are they investing? Stay tuned. I'll give you the answer. Listening to the Rob Black Show on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. Call Rob now at 1 800 345 It's the Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. 800 345 5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800 345 5639 to get your calls on the air. This, this year, I'm 14% nicer. So it's easy to, it's easy to like me. I'm lovable. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Let's go to Mark in San Jose. Mark? Hey, Rob. Hi. Um, I got your book there in Edelman, so I have a couple questions for you. Oh, good God. Um, uh, yeah. Well, hey, at least you have a sense of humor. Some good points in there. But they kept on, you know, banging the thing, buy low, sell high, with you know, play obvious. But here's my question. If I have, uh, when I retire, I have about 25 years more of work. Um, I invest in the stirs because I'm a teacher. I have a Roth that I'm putting away, and I put away about a, 150 right now. And I'm looking for a third thing to invest in. And I, you know, just got rid of my property. That was good advice up in the Sacramento area. Um, so all I'm doing is just putting 150 in stocks, one of those, you know, E-Trade things. I'm not buying and selling, just buying some blue chips. But it kind of worries me. The book's saying, well, don't buy blue chips because they might not go up at all. So yeah, I, I guess. I think, as with anything, you have to take advice loosely. I don't agree with everything he says. Right. Um, And I think you do want to, like, for instance, if I were to rip up one of his chapters and add one of my own, one of mine would be called accumulating wealth versus managing wealth. And I think you do want to slowly accumulate wealth. Understand that you need 10, 20, 30, 40 years for those blue chips to work. But, like, let's take a look at a blue chip. You know, let's take a look... um, you know, at IBM, just that's a blue chip name, right? Or do you want to throw out another blue chip name? Actually, I'll do some. I I did Apple, and I got that about two hundred. Yeah, that, that, that's that's an unfair one to throw out because right, it's been right. so very good. But like um, IBM, back you know, IBM's gone up in one, two, three, um, four out of five, five out of Apple's gone up out of a what's that thirty five forty five. Out of nine periods, it's gone up about five out of nine, and all along it's paid a dividend as well. And if you take a look from if you were investing back in 1965, it was a $3 stock, now it's a $130 stock. Um, you know, blue chips definitely take more time to work out for you. There's no doubt about it. It's more, it's not instant gratification, but like, like a Johnson & Johnson, you know, they make baby shampoo, right? Um, if you look back from 1970, every five-year period since 1970, the stock has moved up. So, and it pays a dividend along the way. So I, I disagree with his assessment of don't buy blue chips. And he's more of an index guy anyway. Now, do if I'm doing, you know, the stirs and I actually have a, a Roth, am I being too stock heavy? Because I do, one of the things you say is when I go home, I check my stocks, you know, but I do not buy and sell. I just check them just for fun. Now, am I being too top heavy with stocks when I go home, uh, putting 150 a month instead of in coffees, basically in stock? 
Yeah. And just buying that. Is that okay? Or am I too stock rich? With How my old are you, Mark? Um, 45. You know, I think as long as you have a 10-year time horizon, I prefer stocks over bonds. Um, and I, I always prefer individual bonds over bond funds unless you have no choice or unless you strategically use a bond fund um, as a play on the market. Um, I, I don't have a problem with, in general, you and I conversing and saying stocks are better. And, you know, some people would say at this point in time, Mark, you probably should have, you know, 20 to 30 percent of your money in bonds. I, I think that's ridiculous. Okay, because that was the other. There's also the the corporate bonds and then the government bonds, and with everything going on, it's like, well, which one should I put in to be a little bit more safe? I don't care how much I make on it; just something safe for twenty, you know, thirty years when I retire. Yeah, you're a teacher, right? Correct. Okay, so you're going to get a pension, and I would look at that pension as your bonds, and I would look at okay. your because that's income. So it's going to be, let's say, forty thousand dollars when you retire. $40,000 is like a million dollars in stocks, a um, million dollars in bonds. Uh, so on one level, you have a conservative component, the pension. Will the pension be all that it's supposed to be in 20, 30 years? Probably not. Uh, CalSTRS is underfunded. CalSTRS uh, is overpromised. And they're going to have to come back to you and say, Mark, you're getting way too good at health care, and we're going to take some of that away from you because it's expensive. And when they take that away from you, they're going to save money, and they'll hopefully fund the pension side of the fence. Um, but I don't quote me on that, but you see where I'm going at. Yeah. Okay. That's good advice. I'll just keep plugging away on the stocks and then, uh, eventually look for some kind of bond to go and invest into. So yeah. very good, but the book's not too bad. I'm learning a little bit. Yeah. And you get in, you know, as with all things, it's, it's not a manual on life. It's a good book. It's called the new rules about money by Rick Edelman. I've got a book out there that I don't reg, uh, promote in any way, shape or form. I could if I wanted to, but I don't. Um, and, you know, in his thing, there's 88 chapters, which I probably only agree with maybe 60. Uh, but it's a good starting point. And again, uh, you're going to have to come up with some some mantras of your own. Uh, you can't follow him and or me to the, the golden path because we just don't know you. And we don't know your spouse. We don't know your kids. Like you may have a special needs kids where my comment on stocks is struck, you know, to strike that strike, strike, strike it. It's it's no longer valid. Um, and we will hit periods of time, Mark, where let's say your spouse is, is, is frightened. We are going to hit to periods of time where like the last 10 years haven't been glorious for stocks, haven't been glorious for real estate, have been glorious for bonds. So, uh, depending, you know, so anyway, 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. And we have all sorts of calls and, and I dig that. We've got some stay at home moms. Bethany called in yesterday, stay-at-home mom, mother of a three-year-old and a one-year-old. She sent photos because she she went out out of her way to say that she was a cougar, 40-year-old woman married to a 30-year-old man. She she looks like a 16-year-old girl. So very, very good-looking 40-year-old woman. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, so again, we have all sorts of an audience, all sorts of an audience. Now let's talk a little Apple because honestly, I looked up the other day and I was like, whoa, that's $270? I own shares of Apple. And I didn't know it was that high. Today, it's $260. I'm not chasing it. I'm not buying more. Do I think it goes up over the next five, 10 years? Yes. Um, in large part because they're dominant at what they're doing right now. And they've closed a system. They've closed the ecosystem. Uh, they've learned the mistakes of the past. And they've started working with partners and other developers. You know, 10 years ago, if you were to say Apple's letting other people develop software for them, you would laugh. Like, nah, uh 
That's what Microsoft did. Microsoft built an operating system, Windows, that basically said, you know, come along. Anyone who wants to make printers, bring it. We're not going to sell a Microsoft printer. We'll make drivers for you. And we'll put them in the program, and it'll work just fine. So they opened the system. That's how they won. They basically opened the architecture. Now, Apple, they're not opening the system completely. They've still got the quality control freakiness about them. But what they've done is said, bring on the apps. They've helped the developers develop apps. And There's Apple, an app for that. Apple is so far ahead in apps, it, it's ridiculous. It's redonkulous. Don't you love people, or don't you hate people that use words that are just stupid, like redonkulous? Or people that cluck. Hey, Rob, uh, what do you think about the stock Apple? Well, I like it. Don't you hate people that cluck and people that use stupid words like redonkulous? Oh, good God. Anyway, um, 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. So Apple, they did a small acquisition. They bought a company called Intrinsity, known for making zippy versions of computer chips found in mobile devices. Now, the deal, it closed late last month. It was confirmed by Apple yesterday. It shows that the company is continuing to try to gain an edge in its mobile device market by purchasing tech and chip experts. You don't think of Apple as a semiconductor company. You don't. You think of them as a software company, a computer company, a music company, but they're getting into semiconductors. Now, semiconductor is not nearly as profitable as software. It's the second time in two years that Apple has purchased a small chip company trying to gain some critical tech for making faster processors that use less energy. This ad or this addition to the company, it's another arrow in their quiver. So um, ultimately what you have is it's pocket change of a purchase for apple they got money and they've got a lot to benefit and it should be able to handle tough jobs like playing video better than competing gear while devouring less battery life this is the angle here now the ipad which was unveiled in february um people are obsessed with the innards of it people want to look at it and figure out what's in there there was a chip called the a4 chip and Apple credited it as giving the iPad better battery life and more speed than similar devices. And again, the A4 chip made by Intrinsity. They've been working with the division of Samsung that manufactures chips um, on the speedy product. So by acquiring Intrinsity, Apple's going to be able to keep the 350, 350 megahertz chip all to themselves. Intrinsity would have sold it to anyone they wanted to who, who does business with you. So Intrinsity, very much so a bullet shot, very much so uh, we will make semiconductors smaller, faster, cheaper. So the word of the acquisition started to leak out. So social networking sites started showing it. Uh, clearly some Intrinsity employees, you know, tied towards LinkedIn. They'd started listing Apple as their employer. So it started getting out. Apple's situation on, on these chips, it's, it's basically they've been trying to create a chip from the ground up for mobile devices, and it's just not working. It's just a massive failure. So Apple purchased another company last year called PA Semiconductor, $278 million. That startup also specialized in marketing fast, low-power chips. So Intrinsity, um, they're picking up the, the, the speedy chip companies, trying to keep them out of the hands both of the competitors. Companies like Google would love that company, and Apple got them. Apple got to them first. Anyway, interesting, I think. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. You can always email me. I'm I'm easily emailed. Don't email me stock questions. I don't answer stock questions by email for legal reasons. Uh, but the email is rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. And uh, I got a Facebook group page. Facebook group page. That group page is I Hate Rob Black. It's I Hate Rob Black. 800-345-5639 coming up. 
Headline news. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.